Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, July 26th, 528 a.m. Central Time. Mixed to lower trade in the grain markets this morning. December corn futures down six and a half at 558 and three quarters. November soybeans up a half cent at 14.20 and a half. December Chicago wheat down 15 and a quarter at 765 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down 10 and three quarters at 910. December spring wheat down seven at 935. Let's start off with uh, Europe, Black Sea, grain. EU officials are working on options to move Ukrainian grain exports. The EU is considering possible funding for companies transporting Ukrainian grain. Russia's recent attacks on Black Sea ports and Danube River ports will likely force exports to rely heavily on roads and rail through Europe. These routes have angered local farmers who have had to deal with a glut of Ukrainian grain. The U.S. is considering sending more funds to Ukraine for solos for silos so the country's grain won't spoil while it waits for export. And the U.S. is also planning to provide financial assistance to Ukrainian farmers. Shocking that we're going to send more money to Ukraine. Um, the story here in, in regard to Ukraine and Russia this morning is actually a non-story. Uh, when the last couple of days, when we haven't had the attacks on like grain terminals and ports, the wheat market in particular has been unable to rally. So it seems like we need to feed the bull here almost every single day when it comes to wheat prices, or else we just uh, don't see the ra- we don't see the rally in wheat prices uh, during these last couple of weeks. Given these new attacks um, on Ukrainian grain infrastructure, that sort of thing, uh, the U.S. has further priced itself out of the global wheat market. Prior to the last couple of weeks, um, U.S. HRW wheat on the export market was running like. $100 per ton premium to Russia. Now we're like $135 per ton premium to Russia. So uh, this is not good for export prospects, but you've got a lot of speculative money in the market. And um, when these attacks do happen, and I don't know if they happen again, probably, um, the market's been able to rally. But you get a morning like this morning where there's just not a, a fresh headline out regarding a new uh, attack on a terminal or whatever, uh, it's, it's tough for wheat futures to uh, get it going the way that it seems. Heat will be a factor again today in both the U.S. Plains and the U.S. Corn Belt. Temperatures in the 90s will be seen in many areas. Some parts of the Southern Plains may hit 100 degrees or more. This morning, the weather models indicate that rain will return to the Corn Belt early next week. Tuesday through Saturday, bring rain to parts of Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Nebraska. Along with increased rain chances, temperatures are slated to moderate next week. So this forecast, I mean, this time of year, as you get into like the first week of August, it's tough for me to say that a forecast is bullish or bearish. I just, I never see the correlation between weather and markets as strong this time of year as it is in say late June. That's when it's the strongest is in late June markets and weather correlate the best. Uh, there is some rain on the radar this morning, parts of Minnesota, parts of Wisconsin, this temperature map we had, this is actually uh too cool for some areas. I know um, some of the local forecasts for parts of South Dakota and um, Nebraska are calling for like 105 degrees today. So it's going to be hot for another uh 
three or four days. And then by like Sunday, you're going to start to cool off. And most of the rain that was on that Euro map, uh, most of this is like Tuesday through Saturday next week. So yeah, you've got some rains coming back. It's not super widespread. Some areas definitely going to miss. But again, the the correlation between markets and weather seems to uh, diverge a little bit once you get in uh, a little bit later into the summer, into into the month of August uh, in particular. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together yesterday? Uh, revisiting crop ratings and yields. So we did a video, we've done several videos here the last couple months about crop ratings and yields. There was a point in time where we thought maybe this could be like a 1992 situation. In 1992, we saw a really dry June and then a super wet July ended up with record corn yields. That's kind of off the table. We thought maybe at a point in time, this could be 2012. That's off the table. We're kind of in the middle. We looked at some uh, potential analog years, what happened to final yields in those analog years. Um, if you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. Uh, you'll get on the email list. You'll get on our text message list. There's a new premium video every single business day. The email itself is, is jam-packed full of information every single business day. Uh, this is a $50 per month subscription, guys. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else just a ton of information direct from us every single business day guys check it out india's edible oil imports have increased to record levels mm. india has increased edible oil imports due to uncertainty over supplies from the black sea region during the first 24 days of this month india imported 1.86 million tons of edible oils which is 60 percent above normal Increased imports will boost soybean oil futures and help Black Sea nations that produce sunflower oil by reducing inventories. By the end of July, India's soybean oil imports could increase to 475,000 tons, the highest level in a year. India imports soybean, soybean oil and sunflower oil from Argentina, uh, Brazil, Russia, and Ukraine. When it comes to demand for global vegetable oils, India is the big dog. They are the largest vegetable oil importer. Um, the majority of it is palm oil, then soybean oil, then sunflower oil. If you look at global food oil production, palm oil and soybean oil are the two big players. The sunflower seed oil, which is what's in question out of the Black Sea, is, is a much lesser deal. It's only like 9% of uh, global food oil production. But um, this vegetable oil market has been incredibly strong. This is a chart of December soybean oil futures on my screen. It's rallied 43% from the low that was posted in May. It's an incredible rally. You've got um, optimism surrounding the U.S., uh, crush expansion and biofuel policy, that sort of stuff. You've also apparently got some really strong uh, global demand. So this has really helped uh, to prop up soybean futures in particular. It's just, it's a, it's a really, really strong market. The Federal Reserve is expected to hike interest rates another 0.25% today to a range of five and a quarter to five and a half percent, a 22 year high. Fed Chair Jerome Powell is also expected to leave the door open for one more hike later this year. Experts believe an additional hike is needed because the risks of doing too little outweigh the risks of doing too much. Those on the other side of the fence believe today's hike will be the last and the Fed's next move will be a rate cut next year. Next year. The Fed will announce its rate decision today at 1, uh, 1 p.m. Central, Central Time. CME Fed tool says there's a 99% chance of a hike today. General trend in regard to interest rates, as we've said uh, here the last couple of weeks, is 
higher for longer. We're going to stay a little bit higher for longer. Uh, there are still some people who think we could cut rates later this year. I don't know if that happens or not. But if you're borrowing money, which is a lot of you guys, if, if you farm, you borrow money every year, I would expect those operating notes to stay high, uh, maybe a little bit higher or a little bit longer rather than we had thought. U.S. stocks gained on Tuesday. Yesterday marked the Dow Jones Industrial Average's 12th consecutive day of gains, the longest streak since 2017. The Dow increased 0.1%, the S&P 500 gained 0.3%, and the NASDAQ Composite climbed 0.6% on Tuesday. Stocks continue to find strength through economic optimism among investors. Recent economic data suggests that the economy is at little risk of a recession in the near term. Today, of course, will be an eventful day of trading uh, with the Fed increasing interest rates. I was on um, RFD uh, radio with Scott the Cow Guy yesterday, and Scott's very much in the uh, recession camp, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, I don't know if there's going to be a landing. He said, I don't know if there's going to be a hard landing. He said, maybe there's no landing. And uh, I went out on a limb for purely for the sake of entertainment. And I said, Scott, the landing's already happened. It was a soft landing. And uh, now the economy is really strong. I mean, and, and this was my evidence. Okay, unemployment's 3.6%. You can't have a recession when unemployment's 3.6%. Stock market is up 19% year to date. It's up 31% from the low that was posted in August. Wages are rising. I mean, I don't know. I don't see a recession, guys. And I was, I don't ever, I'm not really that strongly opinionated about anything. Um, the, the whole purpose of, of like, if you ever, if you ever hear me argue on the radio with somebody, it's just for entertainment purposes. But, um, in any case, I mean, I don't see it. This, this economy, the stock market, it looks awfully good, uh, to me, uh, personally. What about the cattle market yesterday? So, cattle futures were mostly lower on Tuesday. Feeder cattle closed an average of 15 cents lower, ranging from 27 cents lower to 37 cents higher. Not a lot of big moves there. Live cattle closed an average of 75 cents lower, ending the day between a buck 20 lower and 37 cents higher. Choice box beef uh, gained 6 cents, ending the day at 304.22. Select gained 56 cents, ending the day at 277.55. Outside markets, pretty quiet this morning, guys. U.S. dollars off just a little bit. S&P's down six. The Dow's down 70. Bonds up just a little bit. Gold is up $8. Crude oil down 79 cents at 78.84 in the September WTI. Uh, be prepared for a little bit of volatility in the outside markets when that Fed announcement is out at one o'clock central time. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you Thursday.